Welcome back to Be Still and Know, a weekly devotional podcast for New Covenant Lutheran Church. I'm Clary Dees, and I am so glad that you're joining me today. Whether you're in your car, walking the dog, running, or perhaps having some quiet time with a cup of coffee, I hope that this message speaks to you today. As a reminder, we're reading the devotional book, Be Still and Know, from Broad Street Publishing. And this podcast shares my thoughts and weekly insights from the readings each day. I encourage you to purchase the book and read along with us. So this week was an interesting one. It's funny, the past few weeks since starting the devotional, I've had a number of wow God moments where the devotional reading is just so on point with my own life that particular day that it's just too much to be only a coincidence. I was drawn to this book initially because of the title. Psalm 4610 has been on my heart a lot these last few months, and when I saw this particular devotional, it just cried out to be read. And now that I'm getting into it, jumping to a third of the way into the book because I started in April after Easter, I've been surprised each time the devotional seems so personal. But maybe I shouldn't be surprised. As we talked about last week, God has a bigger, heavenly path for us all to take, and I'm pretty sure that this book is part of mine. So back to this week being interesting. I'm not sure about you, but I initially found the focus of the daily devotionals to bounce around a lot this week. The last two weeks, I easily found a link from one day to the next and felt as though the days kind of built upon each other. This week, as I was reading, I struggled to find connection from one day to the next, which caused me to take pause and really listen to God to try and see the bigger picture. We know that everything is connected in his plan. I just had to get out of my own way to see it. That's when I saw the connection, not only from one day to the next, but also the connection to my life. The overall themes I want to talk about this week are those of persistence, courage, and bravery. Early in the week, the readings on Monday and Tuesday in particular taught us about having courage because we know that we can depend on God. He is our greatest supporter and will always catch us in the trust falls of life. I chuckle because our youngest daughter has a habit of standing on the second stair and yelling, trust fall, mere seconds before she leans backwards and miraculously one of us is always there to catch her. Much like we, as her parents, catch her, God does the same thing for us. When you look to the scriptures for references of God being there for us, there are too many significant ones to count. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Matthew 11.28-30 tells us, God will give us rest, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We can also look to Psalm 18.2, The Lord is my rock and my fortress. The Bible has no end of scripture to support the notion that we should have courage in everything we do because God has our back. Even when it's those things that we're called to do that are the scarier things, 
the things out of our comfort zone. We have to put aside the worldly assumptions and use the courage that God has given us. Sometimes the courage isn't even our own, but His. Have you ever looked back on something you did or achieved and wondered, truly wondered, how you managed to do it? I know I have. And now I realize that in those moments of true courage, I wasn't alone. And it wasn't just my courage alone that got me through. God was right there with me, just how he promised in the scriptures. Remember this, when we show an act of courage, God rewards that show of strength and faith. He has our back. After enough time spent looking back on those moments, knowing that God was there, you can get to a place where you comfortably depend on God. He becomes for us that strong, dependable father that we read about in the Bible. I don't often go to the Old Testament. I'm just not drawn there too frequently. But today I was. I went all the way back to Exodus 3.14, when God tells Moses, I am who I am. I mean, it doesn't get any plainer than that. He's essentially telling Moses to have courage, go back to the Israelites and tell them that God has their back, and then to take even more courage and tell Pharaoh he needs to let God's people go. We've read in other parts of of Scripture about disciples of Jesus and other leaders acting on the authority of God too. And every time, it was a give-and-take arrangement. The person had to have the courage to courage to do what they were being asked to do but they all had the knowledge of a strong and dependable God cheering them on and having their back. Most of us aren't as lucky as Moses and the other guys in the Bible. God told them explicitly what they needed to do and sent them on their way. Today being a disciple and follower of Jesus isn't always as straightforward Most of the time, it's more like you have a feeling that you need to do something and then that feeling comes with that warmth and security of knowing that it's part of God's bigger plan. So you pray about it and then off you go. I often joke with Pastor about winging it. He'll ask me to speak or read or join the board of ministry for the church and I'll go along with it without too much dragging of the feet. And each time I do that, I tell him I'm winging it. But really, if I study those conversations deep enough, I'm not winging it. Because in those moments, I have always got that secure feeling that God's got my back. And as long as I follow my gut, I'll be fine. And to be completely honest, it's in those times where I'm winging it that I feel the most courage. To summarize this section, courage and dependability, this is one of the great give and take parts of the relationship I'm developing with God. Something I hope that you find in your relationship with him too. It's scary to put yourself out there as a follower of Jesus, but I'll tell you, the times I have had the courage to step into my faith, God has been dependable and right there with me through it all. The middle of the last week particularly caught my attention. In the devotional, 
we focused on staying the course and being calm. Typically, in worldly situations, if it's something where you have to persevere, calm is not exactly the first emotion that comes to mind. I was reminded twice this week of Joshua and the Battle of Jericho. In Joshua 6, we read about how God told him to march his people around the city day after day for a week, and then on the seventh day to march around seven times and then shout, and then the city would be theirs. Imagine if Joshua didn't stay the course, and after day five, he said, Come on, men! Pack up your ram's horns and let's just go around Jericho to the next town. This is silly. I'm sure that when they received word that they were to march and blow the horns, many of the people with Joshua thought it was nuts. But they all went along with it and look at the reward they got. There are many other stories in the Bible like this, that at any point the people involved could have pulled the plug and said... Enough is enough. Like Naaman, who we read about in Second Kings. He had leprosy and was told by Elisha to wash in the Jordan River and he'd be cured. At first, he didn't do it, thinking it was ridiculous. But eventually, God changed his mind and he stayed the course and did it and he was cured. And of course, who can forget Noah? We all know that story. Imagine if he hadn't stayed the course and finished the ark. What these and many other stories tell us is that God will provide, but we have to stay the course, have conviction, and do the work. I had a few days this week while I was waiting on some test results, and staying the course while keeping a calm heart was next to impossible. I was reminded, though, in my anguish this week that God is so good, and if he can close lions' mouths for Daniel and help David defeat Goliath, then he can also help me in my time of stress and need, as long as I remain calm, remain in him, and go to him with those prayers. I was comforted this week when Thursday's reading, the daily devotional literally starts with, When the hospital doors slide open and we aren't sure what news will greet us, God is compassionate. That was one of those moments when the timing of personal events in my life and this book have been just so perfectly aligned when I needed them to be. God is so good. In John 14, 1, we're told, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. And I feel like that really sums up a lot of what we read in the middle of the week this past week. Essentially, God says, guys, I've got this. Trust me, stay calm, be open, and we'll do it together. So whatever you have on your mind that's troubling you right now, if you haven't taken it to God yet, make sure you do. I mean, he already knows that you're struggling with it, but you just need to let him know that you are ready for him to step in and help out. Keep in mind though, and this is just my experience, when you step up and ask God to be there for you to lean on, 
You have to be prepared to trust those gut instinct feelings that come along with that support because they will often push you out of your comfort zone. If you're still listening, hang in there. I had initially wanted to keep these podcasts to less than 10 minutes, a nice and easy listen, but I found that the more I listen to God and lean into these devotional readings, the more I have to say. The final few devotionals of this week were a full circle for me, bringing it back to our previous two weeks of focus, confidence and courage. I'm getting the distinct feeling that God wants us to lean into this and really explore our own confidence, confidence in ourselves, in our walk with him, and in our connection to the scriptures we read each day. Something that stood out this Friday was about power and how knowledge is power, and that power in turn gives us confidence. In Philippians 3, we read about the value in knowing Christ and the way he gives us a reason to have confidence in ourselves. And he's so right. Of course he is. Duh. How could we be confident in anything that we read in the Bible without an investment in a relationship with him in the first place? I'll say that again. How could we be confident in anything we read in the Bible without an investment in a relationship with him first? We have to have that foundational level of belief and the knowledge that we are all children of God before we can grow our confidence. Something else that hit me on Friday was reading about an alternate viewpoint. We read about the viewpoints used in battles and of course the perspective from which God sees all his children. Can you even begin to imagine how expansive God's viewpoint is? If only we could just see a teeny sliver of what he is able to see. Imagine the clarity that that could provide us. Something that life and my career have taught me is to focus on other viewpoints a lot. I've found so much strength and growth in taking a step out of my own view and really putting myself in others' shoes. One speaker I heard years ago called it putting yourself in their map of the world. And he was so right. We are all in the same world, but not of it, as we read last week. But while we are all here, each of us sees things so differently. And we can become stronger together if we take the time to see another point of view. Who knows? In doing this, we may even learn a thing or two about ourselves that we didn't know. Always be on the lookout for ways to grow your perspective. We'll never get close to God's viewpoint, but we can certainly strive to widen our own. Colossians 3, 2 tells us to think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. And I think that this particular verse is telling us to think about others and ourselves how God sees us, not how the world has told us to see ourselves and each other. There are some days where it can take supernatural courage 
to live out our faith in our everyday lives and to do some of the things I've talked about today. We're not always going to be received well, to be received well, and sometimes it could be downright ugly. As I was pondering this today, my Bible opened up to a page that I had folded over. I don't remember when or why I had earmarked this particular page, but what I read there astounded me. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. After all I've said today, after all I was feeling this week and journeyed through each day, trying to listen to God and understand each devotional, to have this verse jump out to me today was awesome. No matter if we're trying to see another person's perspective or perhaps learning to depend on God in a way that makes sense for us, or maybe trying to grasp that foundational relationship with Christ. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we can stand and confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Wow. Just wow. As I wrote down what I wanted to share for this week's podcast, I was listening to the worship team at church singing Friend of God. And I'm just so humbled and honored to be able to say that I am a friend of God. I am getting to know him more and more with each passing day. And I really hope that you are too. Step out into your week with confidence, knowing that you are beautifully and perfectly made in his image And remember that in each choice you make and each conversation you have this week, you have the chance to share God's glory and his message of love with the people in your life. Amen.